48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. The hospital authority says it's prioritising isolation beds because of the Omicron outbreak. The government says children as young as three can receive Sinovac shots from Tuesday. And the Federation of Trade Unions says the government should temporarily allow mainland medical staff to work in Hong Kong. The hospital authority says it's prioritising isolation beds for the elderly, children and the seriously ill due to capacity constraints caused by the Omicron case surge. Hong Kong reported 1,347 new COVID cases today, along with about 2,000 preliminary cases. Most belong to the highly transmissible variant. Stable patients will be moved to Asia World Expo, while younger ones with mild symptoms can stay at home. Hospital officials say a three-year-old girl is in critical condition, as are three patients in their 80s and 90s. Dr Chuang Shok Kwan is from the Centre for Health Protection. I think if everybody uh, try to reduce contact with other people, of course you can reduce contact with your households. Um, then uh, the inter-household contact will be reduced, and it is possible that um, the infection rate can be reduced. The government says children as young as three can receive Sinovac shots from Tuesday. Last November, the Health Secretary Sophia Chan approved the lowering of the minimum age for the Sinovac jab to three from 18. A Hong Kong government advisory panel on COVID vaccines had earlier recommended the move. Parents can still book a Biontech jab for their child from Wednesday, but only if the child is aged five or above. The Federation of Trade Unions says the government should temporarily allow mainland medical staff to work in Hong Kong to fight COVID. It made the call after mainland officials told a Hong Kong delegation yesterday that they would help the SAR in its coronavirus control attempt. Areas included testing capacity and building more isolation facilities. The FTU lawmaker Alice Mack said mainland medics could ease bottlenecks. Yes, this is controversial, but we need to know the seriousness of the first wave. And we need to face the reality that we do have a serious shortage of manpower. And definitely, that will be a very temporary measure. And, you know, I don't think many medical staff will stay in Hong Kong for long, for good, because they do have their responsibilities and their jobs and their tasks in the mainland. The government has sealed off a residential block in Sha Tin after finding COVID in sewage samples there. Residents of Li Xing House on Leon Estate must now take coronavirus tests. The operation is expected to end at about noon. Eight students at the Chinese university have been infected with COVID. The university said the students had been moved into separate rooms with individual bathrooms as they wait for further instructions from health authorities. An NGO is calling on the financial secretary to give cash handouts in his budget this month to the unemployed and poor who don't live in public housing or receive welfare. The Society for Community Organisations said Paul Chan should consider President Xi Jinping's common prosperity concept. Si Lai San is the group's deputy director. They should have cash out to those uh, living their income. Under a uh, property line, they should have uh, everyone should have uh, ten thousand uh, cash for them uh, to relieve their problems. And uh, we also request they have a uh, regulator um, subsidy for those uh, non citizen and non. Uh, public housing, uh, people they're living in, they have a subsidy again for this. 
Tributes have been paid to one of Hong Kong's most successful horse trainers, Brian Kahn, who died last night at the age of 84. Mr Kahn is best remembered as a five-time champion trainer. In his later career as a rural leader, he spent time in jail over a vote-buying case. Bill Nader, the Jockey Club's Director of Racing, remembers Mr Kahn for his contribution to the SAR's horse racing scene. He's a real Hong Kong, you know, born and bred success story. Someone uh, that Hong Kong racing fans could really relate to because he held his own as racing in Hong Kong really grew into the professional mode of racing that it is today, competing against, you know, international talent that came to Hong Kong. I think his legacy lives on, not only all of his great achievements, but in the, 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 the talent that he mentored that is still very active and very successful in Hong Kong racing today. To the weather forecast, it'll be mainly cloudy with one or two rain patches at first. Cool tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of about 14 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees even lower, of course, in the new territories. Sunny periods later on with a top temperature of about 18 degrees. Currently 16 degrees, humidity 88%. You're listening to the news on RTHK, the time's five minutes past 11. The Consumer Council has cautioned against panic buying amid reports that people worried their homes will be subject to COVID lockdowns are sweeping up goods in supermarkets. Its chairman, Peter Lamb, says that if people buy more than they actually need, a herd mentality may develop that creates panic. He said the government had promised adequate supplies, but he noted that goods may be more expensive at the moment because of transport problems. U.S. members of an international monitoring mission in eastern Ukraine have begun withdrawing because of the risk of a Russian invasion. Members of the OSCE were seen leaving the city of Donetsk, which is held by Russian-backed separatists. In Moscow, the foreign ministry said it was greatly concerned. The head of the OSCE said the work in eastern Ukraine would continue without interruption. Ukraine's ambassador in London, Vadim Pristaiko, has appealed for calm. All the cards really on the table right now. Everything which could be done collectively or individually by Western leaders was already done. At the same time, this panic, the people being withdrawn, the money are leaving Ukraine. This is something which is hurting Ukraine. It just might, might be the whole idea of Putin to stay well here without even one shot, without one soldier crossing the border to achieve the goal. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has attended a ceremony to mark the start of work on 10,000 new homes in Pyongyang, part of a building program that's already behind schedule. A similar number of apartments, due to be completed at the end of last year, are still unfinished. The BBC's Michael Bristow explains the delay. Sanctions have put enormous pressure on North Korea over the years and during the Covid pandemic, North Korea closed its borders, so that meant trade with its biggest trading partner, China, just came to a standstill. That trade has resumed from last year, but still there's enormous demand for imported goods from China. And and a lot of the houses in the first batch that haven't been completed have actually been put up, but it's the fixtures and fittings, the toilets, the bathtubs, the kitchens, the windows, things like that that need to be imported from China. The reports that those things just aren't getting through. To sport now, and in Beijing, Hong Kong's Adrian Young had a Winter Olympic debut to forget. The 17-year-old took a tumble in the first run of the men's giant slalom, losing a ski as he went down on a sharp turn. More than a third of the field failed to finish in, a, in blizzard conditions that severely limited visibility. Switzerland's Marco Odermatt took gold. The free ski slopestyle qualifiers featuring home favourite Eileen Gu were bumped back by a day because of the weather. 
In football, European Champions League winners Chelsea beat the Copa Libertadores champions Palmeiras of Brazil 2-1 after extra time to win their first ever Club World Cup title. Manager Thomas Tuchel dedicated the victory to the owner, Roman Abramovich, with the club having now won every title possible since the Russian bought Chelsea 19 years ago. It is for him. There is no doubt that it's for him. And uh, we met like uh, shortly on the on the pitch after the after the final. And uh, I said congratulations. He said congratulations. And I said it's 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 for you. It's your club and and uh, it's your input and your your passion who made this uh, possible. And we're happy to be part of it. So of course the trophy is for him. And we're just hours away from one of the biggest sporting events on the planet, the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. The LA Rams face the Cincinnati Bengals at SoFi Stadium in Southern California for the right to lift the Vince Lombardi trophy. The Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, never won a playoff match in 12 years with the Detroit Lions before victories this postseason against the Arizona Cardinals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the San Francisco 49ers to reach the Super Bowl in his first season in Los Angeles. He says it's been a special season. Yeah, it means a lot to me to get to this point. Obviously, my career has been a whole lot of fun to be on this run. You know, with the success of this team, so many great players and coaches that I'm surrounded by in this organization, it's a whole lot of fun. And I'm enjoying every single moment of it. As far as uh, getting ready for this week, I'm just trusting my preparation. We just kind of take it like a normal week, go out there and prepare like we normally do, trusting that process is enough to go out there and win the game and, and play well on Sunday. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The hospital authority says it's prioritising isolation beds because of the Omicron outbreak. The government says children as young as three can receive Sinovac shots from Tuesday. And the Federation of Trade Unions says the government should temporarily allow mainland medical staff to work in Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. Thanks a lot to Todd Harding. We'll have more headlines at midnight. Diana Ross. It's quite essential, it can 
Donna Ross. Checking from her 25th album, and uh, thank you. Came out in November. Uh, the first new album of uh, the first album of new material from Diana Ross since uh, 1999. She's she's in her 70s now, and uh, uh, still a powerful singer. Some speculation that could be the last album from Diana Ross. I promised you a look at the uh, the Brit Awards, just a very brief kind of rundown for you. A great night for Adele in uh, the 2022 Brit Awards. She was winner of uh, Artist of the Year. Song of the Year also went to Adele, uh, Easy On Me, played that last hour on the programme. And she scooped up Album of the Year too with a release 30, one of those albums we've been playing or featured and playing extensively on Sunday nights on 